Welcome to Square Gators, the local harness racing show. This is all a part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening locally and around the world in the world of harness racing. The show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the year and is hosted by local harness racing identity Daniel Hibbert on 1FM Shepherd and Radio. And welcome back to the Super Saturday Sports Show. We are in Square Gators on your Saturday morning, the Harness Racing and General Racing Show with Dan Hibbard. Jason Welsh said it's a mug game, but we're a couple of mugs and we love the game, don't we, Dan? We do, Stats. Good morning to you and uh, morning to all the listeners out there. Yes, uh, it can be a, a hard uh, a hard pill to swallow at times, but uh, we love the sport and uh, it's uh, it'll uh, we always uh, front up every uh, every week. We front up. Uh, and I uh, hope we can find a winner. Yeah, no worries. And we did the Shepparton and Gold Cup again last weekend. Your, your general thoughts around the Gold Cup, pretty successful? It was a good meeting. Uh, the depth in terms of the races was probably the, the, the disappointing thing, and I think that uh, probably in the end boiled down to um, the, the races that uh, were, were programmed in terms of metropolitan quality. And I think we just, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of issues at play with regards to the the the, the three big country cups uh, at this time of year, which is Bendigo, Shepherd, and and then leading into Ballarat, and then of course the Hunter Cup uh, following on from that. But uh, generally, we've had uh, over the last few years, you've had metropolitan quality racing uh, here on a um, on the Saturday nights at Bendigo and and Shepherd and Ballarat. Uh, Bendigo and Shep this year were probably a touch disappointing in terms of the. The depth of um, horses that uh, um, that raced in the metro, those metro quality races, and there was a couple that didn't even stand up, including the, um, the the feature trot race, which didn't get enough horses in it. So, there's a couple of things to sort of think about there. Um, I think it, it, the 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 Vic Bread series, you know, the finals of those finishing on New Year's Eve certainly has an impact on those four-year-olds that turned to become five-year-olds and. You know, they go out for a bit of a break. The three-year-olds that turn four, they're probably not going to look at some, a lot of those races because they'll be looking at, uh, you know, Chariots of Fire and um, and so forth in Sydney and, of course, the uh, four-year-old Bonanza in, at Melton, which comes up very shortly. So there's there's a lot of programming uh, issues that uh, are very, you know, they're not always easily... Um, uh, easily sorted and easily, uh, you know, fixed for for clubs so that they know that they're going to get quality fields and big fields for all their meetings. I think probably what um, could have happened for Shepparton was instead of having the uh, the Metropolitan uh, quality race races programmed, the twenty thousand dollar races, they probably could have programmed the country um, front races for ten thousand dollars. And they probably would have had twelve races. So I mean, that's that's just my uh, opinion. Uh, I just think that uh, they probably, uh, instead of trying to program for metropolitan quality horses, when a lot of them are down, it's in in that Melton, you know, Ballarat, southeast region. The majority. I'm not saying all of them, but there's a lot of the, you know, you've got a big depth of metropolitan horses in that region. Uh, they're not always going to come a, a come up. You know, a couple of hours from Melbourne to Shep to race, and uh, they have in the past, but this year was sort of um, was a year where they didn't come up. And I think maybe we just need to cater for the for the locals on that night, on that particular night. And if you're running uh, good prize money country front races, I think you get uh, a lot more um, 
a lot more horses running and uh, you know you probably would have had 12 races on the card and made it a really big night but uh, it will be interesting to see what they do going forward now that the season for the harness racing runs in the calendar year has that got a little bit to do with it oh it's i mean it, yeah, it has I, i've got no doubt that it has and i think the fact that the the vic bread the fact that the vic bread series moved from august to or well, july august to um the end of the year and the breeders crown moved from basically august to october november all of those futurity races you know which are a massive part of the industry and and they do keep the industry going because of the the money that's that's uh put into it by breeders and and owners and so forth uh, moving it to that time of year has had uh, probably had uh, a positive and negative effects i mean the positive is you're racing in better weather uh the negative is that at the start of the next season when you're doing your country cups um the depth just isn't uh, or the i shouldn't say the depth the the quantity of horses that are available to race is probably not as strong um whereas in previous year or before the change of the calendar you had the vic bread in in july the breeders crown was in august and then you had basically you had nothing in september october uh and then you was started your country cup sort of uh, November, December, and then into the new year. And those horses that had raced in those Vic Bread series, the, particularly the ones that had turned five or four, uh, had the opportunity to race in those uh, those decent country cups. Um, and uh, you know, into the into the new or the second half of the the racing season. But it has changed a bit, and I think that uh, there'll be a lot of um, a lot of analysis. I know turnovers key, uh, and turnover is the is the the big thing that we worry about. But I think also that uh, clubs would be wanting to make sure that on their big nights in particular, uh, that they get d- quality and quantity. They want uh, decent racing, but they want b- a lot, a number of, instead of eight, seven or eight races, they want the nines and tens or elevens and twelves. So it's a big night, and there's uh, there's plenty of there is more uh, more turnover put on them. And I think what you'll find is that a lot more people will bet on those country front races particularly when they're competitive races when you haven't got uh, really short price favorites uh and they're and they're tricky races to sort out that's when the um the pools tend to grow a bit bigger yeah they were tricky races last week uh a lot of favorites going down on shepherd and gold cup night which isn't the norm but uh uh, it happened this year so yeah interesting times what do you got for us in the week that was dan we'll just have a quick look at the races from last uh saturday night zarvin banner won the first there for Joe Connolly and Seton Grimer. It was a, a big turnaround in performance. One fifty four point nine copped a lot of pressure, and was still able to score uh, score a narrow win, beating Bite Our Time and Magic Mike. Orby was a really good winner for Dave Moran and Greg Fleming in the second race. Led all the way. One fifty six point four was only a very small field, but was able to dictate terms out in front and uh, was able to score a good win. Central Otago was uh, similar in the trot. The next trot race uh, led all the way for Andy and Kate Gath. Uh, 159.4. Stormont Star won the uh, the fourth race. A uh, bit of a uh, the odds on really short price favourite. Uh, Uga Chaka got rolled here. It wasn't the uh, the greatest drive in the world we have to say, but um, got held up and was is in a lot of bother. But Stormont Star had the right sort of p- speed on. Was able to come over the top and score. Outlaw Man continued its ripping form by scoring as the even money favourite. Uh, leading most of the way, 153.1. It was a ripping mile right there over the 1,700. District Attorney was a very short price favourite scoring and winning for Blake Caruana and Michael Bellman and uh, did it on the bit, 155.8. But 
The Cup was won by Cranbourne, David Aiken, Nathan Jack combining. It was a very uh, pedestrian first lap and a half, and they really only ripped home the last 800 metres. Uh, he got away with very cheap fractions out in front, uh, beating Icasto Shadow, who only got beat a half neck, but was really never going to win the race the way it was run. Interest-free was a super run, uh, first go at uh, the Cup class. Uh, he's a three, four-year-old now, three-year-old turned four, uh, and he's got a lot of potential. I reckon he's probably due for a spell, but we'll see how uh, he keeps on uh, plugging away. Uh, and Max Delight got home into fourth placing. He goes around in the Ballarat Cup tonight. And the last was won by Heathburn Bruce for Julie Douglas and Jack Law. Was able to come from uh, from last, basically. Missed the start and uh, was able to tack on. And there was a plenty of speed on in the early part. And he got home in a 2 minute point seven mile right there. We headed to Cranbourne on Tuesday night. And uh, Danny and Mel Thackeray made the trip down. Uh, with Lochinvar Charm, the four-year-old mare was able to uh, get a maiden victory out of the way. They had two in the race. The other one was pulled up with uh, a flat tyre in uh, modern mayhem, but Lochinvar Charm was able to get up on the on the sprint lane and score. Uh, four-year-old mare, she's been uh, been around the races for a, a little while. She's had 19 starts uh, to get that maiden win, but was able to score at Cranbourne, two minutes, point eight, the rate there on, uh, on Tuesday night. The... Uh, Next meeting was at uh, Cobram on Friday. We uh, had uh, a seven-race card there yesterday. Sonic Express won the first for Peter Ramiro and Lee Sutton up on the sprint lane. 157 was, was the rate. Uh, the uh, four-year-old by a rock and roll dance out of Smouldering Desire. Smouldering Desire is out of uh, the Blackshaw family's uh, top mare in Under the Mattress, who obviously left uh, Smolder, the Inter-Dominion winner. So uh, a really good family and uh, a well-deserved victory there for Sonic Express. The second was won by President's Last Lady in uh, an action-packed affair, 2-1.4. That's two wins at the track now in the last uh, couple of months for this uh, this mare. Likes the surface, 2-1.4 was the rate in the second. Go Joe was a $17 winner for Julie Douglas and Taylor French. Got up on the sprint lane and beat home. We made Frio, 2-1.1 was the mile rate there. The odds on favourite never really got into the race there for Jeremy Wells. Yoey was the winner for Steve O'Donoghue, Beck Bartley, taking the drive, a $14 chance, uh, and scored in the trot, beating Aristotle and Lettuce Trot, was a very short price favourite, and got rolled to 2.2, the uh, mile rate there. The early quaddy was, uh, I think, 4,500, and there was a bit more to come with the, the main quaddy as well, with um, Yoey being the first leg. The second leg was won by Paddy Mack for Rob Walters, was able to get up on the sprint. It was a pretty good drive, actually, to be fair, Got held up uh, for a number of uh, metres off the backstroke, but then weaved back to the inside and shot through to score. 159.1 was the mile right there. Rock and roll sass for Grant Coelli and James McPherson was a $5 winner leading all the way in race number six. 153.9 was the mile rate. Um, that was uh, getting down towards track record uh, time, uh, and particularly in that class, it's a ripping, uh, a ripping run for that class of horse. And the last was won by Hartnett for Gary Pekin. Uh, a roughie at $23, scored a half-head victory, 156.5. Um, four-year-old mare by Petrock out of Illawong Fantasia and uh, got the job done there yesterday. And the quaddy ended up paying, uh, I think it was about 9500 at Cobram. So a lot, of, uh, a lot of value there, a lot of roughies getting up across the afternoon at Cobram with a, a big quaddy uh, yesterday afternoon. And the last winner to discuss is uh, probably the uh, the highlight of the week, I would have thought. Uh, Jack's boy won 
at uh, Melton for the Odd Donoghue Bartley combination. So they had a big day with uh, the winner at Cobram. But uh, the more important fact was the it was the uh, first win in the cart for Corey O'Donoghue, who uh, was able to get a, a massive victory, 22 metre win for it, 157.3. It's been racing well, this seven-year-old, and uh, got a uh, well-deserved win. And well done to Corey for his, uh, his first win in the gig. He'd been... Uh, uh, trialling uh, when I was still calling the trials here he just started out sort of uh, learning his craft and uh, obviously it takes a, a fair bit of work to to get your uh, get your license it's not just a matter of you know doing your uh, doing your allotted amount of drives and uh, and then uh, you know getting getting past you do ha- obviously have to do that but you've still got to be out you've still got to have a bit of nous about you and be able to uh, you know think your way through uh, a race and uh, he's uh, taken his time and he's, uh, he's now had six drives. I think he's, he's was third in his first drive at Bendigo at the back end of last year. And it's only his sixth uh, race drive and he's got a, a victory on the board. So well done to Corey there at uh, Melton last night. So a big, uh, a big day for the, uh, for the stable there. The other winner to, to talk was the, uh, the Trotters race. The next race was won by Fugel. For Karen Manning, but it's owned by the Shelleys out at Kyabram. Where Shelley uh, did have uh, was training the horse and driving the horse. Karen's uh, taken over the uh, the reins there. Uh, was a good uh, first up performance, and then has uh, come back uh, second up and gone much better and scored a well-deserved victory there at Melton last night. So that's the uh, a wrap of uh, the uh, the racing across the last seven days. A couple of meetings in the GV and uh, plenty of uh, plenty of value if you were able to find any of those winners. Uh, particularly at Cobram there on uh, yesterday afternoon. No worries, Dan. We might go to a sponsors break. We've got Ballarat tonight, uh, the scene of the crime for the Ballarat Cup where it really starts to heat up now in the harness racing world, doesn't it? Of course, Group 1 Ballarat Cup. The first gets underway at Ballarat at one minute to six o'clock this evening. It's a nine-event card. The Cup gets underway at uh, 18 minutes past nine o'clock. This evening, race seven, and of course, Cranbourne goes around in the race that won the Shepparton Gold Cup last week. Won't have it all the same way, though. Rock and roll do uh, draw on the pole and copy that from New Zealand uh, returns to try and spoil the Cranbourne party. So we're going to have to wait and see, but we'll talk more with Dan on this Ballarat card after this. Tying the knot, you must consider the Shepparton Golf Club for your most special day. The Shepherd and Golf Club offers a unique first-class experience that will help create lifelong lasting memories for you and your guests in a relaxing setting that boasts picturesque views and natural beauty. Our experienced team of professionals will take you through the process of designing your food and beverage selections, providing you a stress-free experience so that you can concentrate on the love and joy that brings you together. Visit shepherdandgolf.net.au or call us on 58212717. 1FM sponsor. SDP Tax has been your trusted local accounting firm and has been proudly helping people just like you across the Goulburn Valley and beyond for over two decades. Are you happy with your accountant? Are you certain that you are receiving maximum tax deductions? Call SDP Tax on 1300 436 829 and start a conversation today. SDP offer a maximum deduction guarantee. That's right, SDP guarantee that they'll find you the greatest deductions possible with no upfront fee charged. What are you waiting for? Call today. There is no business too small. Call 1300 436 829 or visit www.sdptax.com. 1FM sponsor. 
Shepparton Scooters and Mobility Service the entire Goulburn Valley. Come and visit our showroom at 6 Penella Road, Shepparton and view our range of products that covers all areas of assistive technology, providing you and your loved ones with a one-stop shop for all your needs from daily living, powered mobility devices or home modifications. We stock a large range of mobility scooters, walker aids, lift beds, chairs, mattresses, personal aid equipment, skin care and incontinence products. Call us to inquire on 5831 7317 or visit our website shepartonscootersandmobility.com.au 1FM sponsor. You're tuned to Super Saturday Sport on 1FM. Your one stop for all your sports news. My favourite time of the show in harness racing, of course, Square Gators and we've got the general racing show as well. Dan Hibbard, find me a winner. I need one after uh, the tennis during the weekend. Of course, the Shepman Gold Cup last week, mate. Well, you're a glutton for punishment of you having bets on the tennis because it's, uh, it can be very, uh, very tricky at times, the tennis. And uh, although you do see the odd, uh, particularly at the start of the tournament, you certainly see a lot of the uh, the snapshots of people that have taken 12 or 15 leg multis with uh, $1.8 pops trying to trying to, uh, trying to earn a profit. But... Uh, Look, it's this is a really good card at Ballarat. I know we, I said earlier that uh, the uh, the last couple of um, uh, meetings at Bendigo and Shep hadn't been as strong as uh, as we would have hoped, but this one has really leapt out uh, with some top quality racing uh, across the the nine races tonight. The um, the the multi uh, tonight, I've gone with the, the first league's race two number one Stravinsky for Emma Stewart. Dave Moran takes the drive. Perfect draw in barrier number one. Um, he was originally um, raced in uh, uh, up in Albury uh, and was trained uh, on the on the border city there. Uh, now with the Emma Stewart stable, has had uh, a couple of runs for the stable. Was sixth in a heat of the um, the Gordon Rothiker at Geelong, and then came out and won the final uh, of that series uh, on the tenth of December. Hasn't had a run since. Um, but uh, he's a really nice type, and he's won nine of thirty-five. Gets the draw, and I just think he's going to be really hard to beat. It's not, uh, it's not the deepest of fields. Certainly, the the other uh, the opposition or serious opposition would come from Serge Blanco, who uh, for Stephen Duffy and Ryan Duffy's been racing really well. Eighth in the Cup last week at Shep, after running second at Cobram. So it's uh, it's probably got the good uh, the good figure form. But uh, Stravinsky, um, who beat Serge Blanco in that Gordon Rothica final, uh, I just think because of the draw, is going to be awfully hard to beat. So race two, number one, is the first leg of the multi. And the last, uh, the second leg of the multi is actually in the last race. Race nine, number eight, Captain Belisario's. Um, he's a short price at $1.55, um, but he is a absolute star. And I think if you're getting, if you're getting about that price... Um, that's uh, that's just uh, too good to refuse. It's only a field of eight, but he's got so much class and so much upside. He won the Vic Bread final, the four-year-old final, uh, at a big price-beating act now in what was a crazily run race, and they went 154.7. He was probably three wide for a, a fair portion of the last lap, and at times I sort of thought he was going to drop away, but he just kept coming and coming and coming, and then he got up on the line to score. Really nice horse. Uh, good to see Jane Davies back with another really uh, top liner, and I think he'll just uh, he'll win that last race. So the multi, race two, number one, Stravinsky, into race nine, number eight, Captain Belisario, around the 
50 mark. You might be able to get a fraction better, closer to uh, Stravinsky's race time, but uh, that's the, the multi there tonight at Ballarat. The Quaddy, uh, it's, well, it's, it's tricky. Uh, the first leg, you could potentially go one out, but I'd be just a touch... Uh, a touch um, uh, keen not to do that. I've gone 11 and 12. I've left out I'm Ready Jet, uh, probably at my own uh, expense. But uh, Illawong Zeus racing extremely well and just believe the Inner Dominion winner, who's just taking all before it lately, they're clearly the best two horses in the race. Um, and the interesting, interesting thing to note here is that there's only four horses off the front row. It's a mobile start. But the scratchings of one, five, and seven mean there's only four off the front, and you'll have uh, six horses off the second row. So watch for those second row horses charging through soon after the start, because they will, uh, particularly the um, the outside three, because they'll have plenty of clear air uh, coming down the straight, and you might see a, a couple charge forward. So I've gone eleven and twelve, but uh, in that first leg of the Trotters, uh, the EB Cochrane Trotters Cup. Second leg, the second heat of the breakthrough, breakthrough series. I've gone with 5, 7, 8 and 11. They pretty much picked themselves. Better Zip, it's got a decent enough draw. Um, Whiskey Cavalier's been racing extremely well. 8, uh, hell of a, gets an inside second row draw. Just needs to get away from the pegs. It'll be competitive. And Curly James is probably uh, not the perfect draw for it, but it was super winning first up in the Cobram Pacing Cup. Uh, and you're getting a decent price about it here. So tricky affair, but I've put those four in as the major players. The third leg is the Cup, the Ballarat Pacing Cup. It's an awesome field, absolutely breathtaking field. Uh, and if it's run like it was last year, where it's probably one of the greatest races I've ever seen in terms of um, the tempo moves and all that sort of stuff, if we get anything like that, it's, uh, it's going to be a super race as well. The numbers here, gone fairly deep. I've gone 2-3. Five, seven, nine, and twelve. Rock and roll do. Obviously, um, nothing went right at Bendigo there with um, uh, choking down and um, Mick Stanley getting the the injury. So forget that he um, forget that he went round. I, I just don't think he's got the gate speed to lead this. So, it, but that may pay to his benefit as long as he can get away from the pegs. Cranbourne showed great gate speed. And you just think was going to lead here. So I, I can't imagine that they're not going to try and do the same thing. Copy that or go forward. And if he finds the front, it might be uh, it might be difficult for anything else to get it off him. Uh, he, sir, I think Cranbourne leads and copy that goes forward and takes the lead off him. I put in Otalua Bay, who's at a ridiculous price, but he's going to need a fair bit of uh, things to go right from that barrier draw. Mark Dan's another one that's going to need a bit of luck, but if there's tempo, he can certainly win. And Major, uh, Major Meister, number 12, uh, has taken all before at its last few runs for Jason Grimson and Cameron Hart. And you have to include it if it gets the right sort of trip. Another intriguing Ballarat Cup. I've gone deep, uh, two, three, five, seven, nine, and twelve. And the last leg is race number eight. Uh, I thought there was only really three chances here: two Crime Rider, five Jollibee Sylvester, and seven AG's White Sox. Socks. AG's White Sox has been uh, pretty well supported on the fixed odds already this morning, and uh, it's certainly got class on its side. And uh, I'm pretty sure from memory he did win a Ballarat Cup a few years ago. So he'll be uh, back to the scene of the crime there. But he's just been a little bit out of form the last few, uh, his last few runs. So the numbers in the quaddy tonight, 11 and 12 in the first league. The second league, 5, 7, 8 and 11. The third league, 2, 3, 5, 7, 9 and 12. The last league, 2, 5 
and seven, and that'll cost you 144 for 100%, but we'd never expect you to do that. But Ten bucks gets you 6%. Yeah, Dan. just uh, an interesting quality. Like if we can get uh, a bit of value, particularly in those middle legs, uh, we might be might be set up for a nice return. But it's a, a fabulous night. It's a fabulous cup race, and I'll be certainly sitting down and watching that later on tonight. No worries. Dan Mooney Valley on a good fall today. Uh, the first gets underway there at 12.35 p.m., this afternoon, it's a nine-event card off the back of the Flemington Rapid Racing last night that they had there at Flemington. There's Australia Day Racing at Sandown as well, and Dan will be calling the dogs that night as well. So you're doing nothing Australia Day like me. I'm heading to Sandown to watch the gallops and then heading across to uh, do see Dan do we sing calling the dogs as well. I'll, so, I'll lean out the window and, and wave to you. Yeah, throw, throw a can at me head or something. <laughs> no. Like, and no, how about... No, no. My, my special there today at Mooney Valley is race five, number 10, the nephew. I like at Mooney Valley today. I think it's a, a pretty good bet due to win. Uh, and I'm going to go for race seven, number two, Bill the Boxer as well, who's got a pretty good second up record, you might notice there, Dan, as well. Two so, starts for two wins. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I just reckon its foot might be on the till as well. So they're my two at the Valley today. So race five, number 10, the nephew at the Valley, and race seven, number two, Bill the Boxer. We'll go up to Randwick today because there's one I like up there at Randwick, and it's race six, number two, and their feature, the Carrington Stakes today. Race six, number three, I should say, beg your pardon, I might have said race six, number two, but race six, number three, Nicolini Vito, the Hayes Camp, have taken it up to uh, Randwick today, and McDonald gets the ride. Very handy when you get him riding, and he's uh, riding in great form, and uh, yeah, you can't go wrong uh, having him in the pigskin. Yeah, I've, I said number two because on the screen I was looking yeah. at they take the two out, <laughs> two, the scratching. Yeah. So it is race seven. It's race six. Now I'm saying race seven. Race six, number three, Nicolini Vito up there at Wanrick. Well, that's it. Wrap, Dan. Thank you for coming in. No problem at all. First one for the year. Yes, absolutely. No worries. Good calling during the week. Thank you. Yes. No uh, worries. I, I won't disturb you at Sandown next week, but, um, yeah, I'll see you and I'll do the phone patch from Shepherd yeah, next Saturday morning. Yeah, Shepherd and uh, Greyhounds next uh, Saturday morning, so we'll be uh, for a, a remote uh, Square Gators next week. No worries. That's Dan Hibbard and Square Gators. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.